We're putting the band back together. From the Twisted Minds, we brought you the original fan ball. We had a bad pile of stuff turned goat piss in the gas This is the Fanball Fantasy Football Podcast. If you're dumb, surround yourself with smart people. And if you're smart, surround yourself with smart people who disagree with you. And welcome back to another episode of the Fanball Fantasy Football Podcast. We're here today with some DFS values from every position. Before we get into that, I want to remind you guys we got the Chase Charts Challenge. It's free to play. Go to fanball.com backslash charge. $15,000 in prizes in the week 17 entry with a $5,000 grand prize. How do you play in that? You got to beat Charge. It's a free roll. You just, you just have to sign up, get a lineup, and play against him this week. How hard can that be? To, to be, okay, it's really not that difficult. I mean, let's let's be honest. It's charge, here. yeah, it's charge. Like he, I, I, I know one say a single thing correct all year. You know? <laughs> Brian Hoyer, the New England Patriots going perfect. No, I'm kidding. No, he he does good work. I think he came in third one week, so well, only yeah, two they, people there got was, tickets. There have been a couple weeks where the limited number of tickets uh, make those so, you know, make medium that much more important because it increases your chances of of collecting that. Uh, in what we are, we've narrowed it down now. You didn't reference it appropriately. It's the cha-cha-cha. It is the cha-cha-cha. That yeah. voice you just heard was John Tuvey. The other voice you heard in there was Jay Clemens. I'm Scott Fish. We're, uh, we're doing a podcast. That's what we do here. No, we're doing a podcast. 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 Right. We also, uh, this week in the lobby, we also have a $7,000 tournament. That's our biggest one it's our biggest one. Year. Yeah, it's our biggest one Yeah, yet. things are going well. People are playing every week. Uh, yep. Obviously, if they keep playing, we'll like, keep increasing if, it. If you keep real-timing it, like at, you know, 11.40, 12.40, I mean, you know, Eastern time, like it's amazing. The numbers keep going up. People wait. People love waiting till the very last second to fill they out a thing. I can't wrap my head around that. Like I need cost certainty. I need to know I'm in a competition. <laughs> uh, I, I can't make – I can't move my lineup around at 12.52. In Eastern Standard Time. I cannot do that. I cannot function like that. I'm a little disappointed they're not letting us come up with the names. You know, They're having a little bit of fun. Like the, the boom shakalaka and the NBA The basketball night. ones are having fun. Um, but the football is just the pay dirt. I, I think that the three of us put our heads together over yeah. a couple of beers. We could NFL come up with uh, In defense of the young people that work here at Fanball, <laughs> we did not have the opportunity to major in me marketing in college. You know? Yeah, well, that is true. I needed. That yeah. is true. All right, let's let's get into uh, but some matchups. I, the, the trade-off there was that there are there are no uh, Facebook and and YouTube videos of some of the stuff, stuff that we are our shenanigans, um, which were yes. cheeky and fun. Yes. I, I think of all the dumb things I did <laughs> exactly. uh, between the ages of nineteen and twenty-eight, and I'm glad that no one recorded it. <laughs> oh man, if that but is, they're recording this, the so truth. let's say dumb stuff. Yes, let's start with quarterbacks. John, you want to give us a DFS value quarterback for the uh, this weekend's games? Speaking of dumb stuff, I narrowed down my choices to Josh McCown or Ryan Fitzpatrick. Hmm. Which actually, if you were you know, heading into the season thinking, and they play each other, and they, it's a double revenge game, the rarely double seen game. double revenge game. Last year, if you had been watching Josh McCown against Ryan Fitzpatrick, it would have been the Jets against the Bucks. This year, it's the Bucks against the Jets. Think mm-hmm. about that. 
for just a second. That's all right. Wow. That's too long. Yes. Um, Josh McCown is a, a dirt cheap six thousand dollars at uh, Fanball. Um, you know, you could go less. You could go Ryan Fitzpatrick at fifty two hundred against his former team, and and the Jets have a secondary that's giving up uh, more than two passing touchdowns per game. But he has no Mike Evans this week, and uh, with with the suspension, so the safer pick and. Mm-hmm. You've never said this before. The safer pick is Josh McCown because he gets a disinterested Tampa Bay defense that's giving up 275 passing yards per game and almost just a shade under two touchdowns per game. Brett Grimes is still banged up. Uh, the Bucks appear to have checked out. McCown has scored multiple touchdowns in five straight games. The Jets are clinging to the fringe of, of playoff uh, viability. Josh McCown. I'm if I'm spending down at the quarterback position, Josh McCown's my boy. Yeah, six thousand. That's that's one hell of a deal, and he and he's on the verge of breaking some single season career records too, which is which is <laughs> games nice. played. Yep, yep. Lack of interceptions thrown, touchdown passes, uh, touch uh, receiving or passing yards, rushing touchdowns. He's got three on the year, but uh, it. To, to one more shot over there at Fitzpatrick, he'll be without Mike Evans. So yeah. it makes yep. it a little clearer. Yep. Jay, who you got? I've got That's Eli Manning at $6,100. Now, the 49ers cannot stop anybody in the run game. This is a perfect week for Orleans Darkwest. So you're probably thinking, well, what the heck? Why would you go with Eli? Especially Eli has four straight games of less than 60% completion rate. Okay? That all aside, I still believe... Uh, the 49ers actually technically have the 22nd ranked pass defense, which is not great, but not horrible. But then keep when you dig a little deeper uh, from a categorical standpoint, uh, completions, receiving yards allowed, and passing touchdowns given up, they're all bottom 10 in those categories. So for me, it's a scary pick because if the Giants get out early, like they did against Denver in their lone victory this year, they're going to run the ball and basically bleed the clock. But if it's a normal up and down game between, see, here's the deal: when you have a one and seven team play a what zero and eight, zero and nine, what are they? Zero and eight? Oh, they're zero and nine. The Four Niners, they're yeah. the zero and Niners. Yeah, ah. I like that. Did you come up with that yourself? No, I did oh. not. <laughs> <laughs> when you have one and seven versus zero and nine. You have two ways it goes. It's either the worst game of all time where it's 6-3, to three, or for some reason both teams just say, screw it, yep. we're going to just air it out no today defense, and take right. our chances. So I'm hoping for the latter. Uh, you know, I, it's an odd pick, but at the same time, 6,100 yeah, with Sterling Shepard back in the mix with bottom 10 tallies like San Fran has against uh, in the categories that I mentioned, it, it's a good pick, so I like it. I do, too. I've got Eli as my number 11 quarterback this week, just one spot ahead of Josh McCown. So. Well, see, that's the thing. Like, I, I may say this on a podcast, but I have him 18th for the week. That's not necessarily a wonderful endorsement. I just like the price point. You have Eli ahead of McCown. Yep. But okay. you have to pay $100 more. Right. So. Okay. Josh McCown is the safe pick. Let's keep that in mind because we yes. may never say that again. I have – I now, granted, we, we pick – who gets whatever, and it's 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 like food at the trough. Whoever gets there first gets to pick their people. I would have had Josh McCown, um, yeah. Andy Dalton, maybe like way ahead of uh, uh, we, we, Eli Manning. But you know, it's one of those things. where Usually, what we do here is I was last to the. I trough. do mine, and then I'm like, "Hey, John, do yours," and then we say, "Hey, Jay, we took but everything." It's so fair. I, I have radio interview at 10 a.m. on Thursday, so. That is my focus, just getting through that experience, and then I can focus on picking these people. But uh, It's you know. like when they uh, – there'll probably be a contest going up, an in-house contest, while we're locked here in the podcast. They like to do that. They try and uh, sneak those in because we, we usually clean up on them. Did you ever have friends that, like, 
like, you know, this makes for bad radio, but they always have that, like, somebody has to do something that no one wants to do. So your friends will put their left hand on their nose, and the last person to yeah, do it yep, ends up doing sure. it. That's what I feel Fun like. Tricky, I feel like yeah. I'm the last one <laughs> yep. to get the invite uh, for each contest. Yep, that's uh, they, they do do that, it seems like. All right, next last quarterback here, uh, C.J. Beathard. Uh, I hate putting – just watching him makes me cringe uh, over the last few weeks. But he's playing the Giants, who are the worst <laughs> pass defense in the NFL since week four. They're allowing 325 yards per game. Uh, and in his three and a half games as a starter, Beathard has scored eh, four, tu- four touchdowns, you know, two of them rushing. Uh, that rushing 30 yards per game on the ground and two touchdowns, that can help him add a little bit of value. And if he can get his passing going against such an awful pass defense, hey, maybe at 5,100, it's it's kind of a, kind of a shot. Terrible quarterback, but a great matchup. Yeah, that team is certainly not going to run away and hide score wise. So game flow, it's not going to be all handoffs to Carlos Hyde. There'll be plenty of of yeah. Beathard involved and. I think as Plus, long as Hyde has 40 catches this year. Carlos Hyde true. has true. basically been Christian McCaffrey the last three weeks in terms of getting targets Oh, he's and been catches. bad? Fun. Targets. Oh, targets. Fun, like he's crazy. been a wide receiver. Fun fact, Christian McCaffrey and James White, 43 catches on the year. Hyde, 40. I mean, he's right yeah. there. I, I, love, I think I've been on Carlos Hyde's bandwagon. Uh, for some time, and uh, so I, I was a little disappointed he wasn't traded to a better team. Uh, at least, at least the Forty ers know how to use him, so I'll give him that much. I also like that uh, he had his uh, he had his quarterbacks back last week, and, sure. and his team, you know, rather than you know some of the some of the guys that uh, got tossed, you didn't really hear much uh, in their defense. But the team and, and the coach were like, hey. Carlos went to bat for a quarterback, you know, good good for him. Because there was a lot of knocks on him coming into the season that, that, you know, not a team player. They were looking to unload him, and he's done absolutely nothing but answer the bell on a pretty weekly basis. Can I throw shade on one pick here? Wow. I don't like picking quarterbacks when I'm submitting a lineup card. I do not like picking a quarterback if I do not have an automatic handcuff option. And just like Mitchell Trubisky, I don't see one with Beathard. Like uh, Aldrick Robinson – uh, Marquise Goodwin, even yeah. Trent Taylor, these guys get targeted a lot every single week, but every week is pretty much underwater, which is my term for your catch-to-target ratio, is less than 50%. I need a handcuff option even for that cheap a price. Oh, I've got one for you later in the show. That's called a tease in the business. Okay. I, I will say Marquise Goodwin has been actually pretty good with mm-hmm. Beathard in He's there. He's been okay with targets. Don't you know. steal my thunder. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's go on to running backs, I guess. I'm going to start this time because I think this is an obvious call. Uh, I'm going with Orleans Darkwa, 5,800. Anytime you can get a starting back with a great matchup under 6,000, I seem to pounce on that just about every time. And the 49ers aren't just bad against running backs. They're completely terrible. They're allowing 182 yards per game and an average of 35 running back touches per game. They're, they're allowing the most plays, most offensive plays against them in the NFL. Uh, I know it's the Giants, but they've also allowed a league-high 10 touchdowns to running backs. Everything about this matchup screams Darkwa should be able to do okay. <laughs> so he's averaging 17 touches per game. I think he's going to get even more than that this week, and uh, he should have no problem carving up uh, – Carving up the 49ers and for that 5800 uh, it's such a good price. You know, going back to what Jay said, when you've got two bottom-feeding teams like this, it's either a, a 6-3 snooze fest or 
points galore. And the way these defenses have played, I think there's points galore on both sides. Yep. I, I like the, the Darkwa pick. I can see some upside to the – to both the ends of the passing game. So, yeah, if if Hyde was an option, he's not a, a, a he's, yeah. value option. He's, he's, he's still pretty expensive, but yeah. but still not, you know, not not that bad. I'll, I'll reference him a little bit when I talk about my guy. Um, but yeah, Darkwit 5800 is a I've got him as my 13 number 13 back this week. Nice. I've got him at number 9. So that away. Yeah. I like it. I, I should look up where I have him. I can but, do uh, that while you're while you're tap dancing. No, no. Well, let's go to Jay for his running back and figure it well, out. Okay. Well, let's couch this. Okay. When I came into work today, I, I have Darkwa at twelve. <laughs> when I came into work, okay, I have uh, Blau Powell at forty eight hundred dollars. When I came into work today, I had heard that Matt Forte didn't practice yesterday, but it didn't bother me. Where you guys were basically sounding the five five alarm chili bell about that and he won't play. And, uh, I think we had three levels. My level was let's see what he does Friday. Okay. See, that's my like, – someone – I used to work for a team, and I – the Lions, okay? I know they technically aren't – Really? A, a winning program. But they, they still they still get NFL money and all that stuff. Like, uh, And it never bothered me when someone didn't practice Wednesday because I'm like you, Scott. And Wednesday Let's see what you do on Thursday and Friday. Thursday and Friday are the practice days that everyone really cares about, okay? Eh. <sighs> Forte finished the game last week. I know he, he had did. swelling post in post game, but if you can walk on your out on your own power the previous week, I love you the next week. So let's pretend that there are legitimate Forte warriors for this week. You have to go Powell. You absolutely have to go him. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, While Jay is looking, the, I have Hyde at ten and Darkway at twelve. Okay, uh, for the season, the Buccaneers up. are bottom five against the run. They're bottom five in the other categories. Uh, uh, this makes for bad radio. I, I accidentally... It's a good thing we added this thing. Yes, thank God we added it. <laughs> um, they're also, they're also bo- they're bottom five in rushing yards allowed, rushing yards per carry, and rushing touchdowns allowed. That, Like I mentioned, they're bottom three since week five. They're bad across the board. They give up a lot of points. So somebody will benefit from this Forte-Powell thing. It does drive me crazy. When I own Forte and Powell in a couple leagues, I always pick the wrong one each week. Each week. I never just put them both in there and hope for the best. So hopefully I'll guess right this week. As much as I love Forte, I just think big numbers for Powell, especially at $4,800. Early indications as we record this podcast, um, Matt Forte was not present at the start of Thursday's practice. Okay. Early indications are that he'll be sidelined for a second straight day after experiencing swelling in his surgically repaired knee. Okay, better swelling for your in your pick. knee post-surgery is a legitimate thing. So even more so for me to get on the Powell bandwagon. How much was Powell again? 4800 that's yeah. and, and if Forte goes, if we get a full practice from Forte, I believe he's fifty five hundred. I'll have to check. That's uh, still not bad. Pr- no, you're it, still going to do there, that. Yeah. There are good prices, and if you're swinging, I know, would rather have Powell just in case Forte is limited in the game too. Right. So I, I really do like that call. Well, no, here's the deal. What's the point of playing Forte in a limited scope? Right. Because Elijah McGuire is not horrible for a for a third running back who could ascend to that running back two level mm-hmm. for a game. Um, we I think we saw this play out against Jacksonville. Forte didn't play against Jacksonville, and McGuire and Powell both had monster days. So if you're not going to commit to Forte for a full game load, just let him sit out and take your chances for the next week. That's what we would normally do, but NFL teams are weird. <laughs> Elijah <laughs> McGuire, $3,200. 
Oh, that's that's interesting. If Forte misses. if Forte sits and and you you know he's gonna clearly be the second back to to Powell. But did we already uh, go over your running back? Run? We did not. Oh. And, and I'm I'm feeding a little higher at the trough. I'm gonna spend up a little bit at sixty six hundred. Um, and go with uh, Lamar Miller against the the Rams. That's still normally I would say that's you know sixty six hundred is a little too high for a value. But compare c- considering he's like the tenth running back. He's the eleventh running 11th. back. He's twenty five hundred dollar haircut and a shave off of Le'Veon Bell. Um, and I actually thought about going a little further up the ladder. Jordan Howard at seventy five hundred oh, is the seventh. Jordan back. Howard is the number two running back for the week, at least on my rankings. In There's my no rankings se- too, he's seventh in our on our salary. Seventy five hundred. Yeah. He's he's a full what's that two, two grand less than Le'Veon Bell with that great matchup. Carlos Hyde is ninth at seventy one hundred. Uh, the NFL isn't rocket science. If you've got an elite quarterback like, <laughs> for example, let's say Deshaun Watson, you let them win games for you. If you've got Tom Savage. You get the ball out of his hands as quickly as possible, and I think that's what Houston's going to do uh, this week. Uh, Lamar Miller's averaging 18 touches per game, turning him into an average of 86 yards per game and a 50-50 shot at a touchdown on a weekly basis. The Rams have faced five backs who received that volume and allowed an average of 103 yards from scrimmage and one touchdown per game. So even if the Rams race out to a big lead with that uh, offense that they have, Miller's still involved as a pass receiver. So... There's a reasonable floor to that value as well. So if I'm not spending all the way up for Le'Veon Bell or if uh, I find enough value at other spots that I can spend a little bit, I like the $6,600. Another fun fact on that volume, Lamar Miller, the only running back in the NFL with at least 15 touches in every single game. There Rock you go. I like that. That's a good consistency. Stat. I will give you a little anecdote to the uh, – Yesterday morning, since Scott and I are part of that weird club of people that like to show up at the crack of dawn here, he had a, he illuminated me with a very interesting expression yesterday. You know the old naked gun term where they said he's got a 50-50 chance of survival, but there's only a 10% chance of that? Scott went the opposite way yesterday. <laughs> he referred to something as being a 100% chance of being a 50-50 situation. <laughs> that is 100% chance it's going to be a 50-50 situation. Well, that's like the, the Julio Jones touchdown. Matt I, Ryan says 100 times out of 100 he catches that, so that must have been the 101st. I was wrong on the Miller Miller, by the way. That stat was going into last week. Last week he only I, had 13. I was going to say, uh, last week was kind of a well, last downer, week was, but it was still, weird yeah. because 15 every Foreman single week quite a until bit, last week. I, I got to believe that the game plan can't be, here, Tom Savage, you win this game. Do you do you think Lamar Miller will be with the Texans next year, or do you think they will commit to Foreman uh, as the long-term back? You know, Mil- What's their motivation right now? Obviously, they think they're still in the playoff hunt, but with Jacksonville's schedule. Yes, uh, we already Scott talked not, about yeah, that. We've talked yep. about this. And like, I will be shocked if Jacksonville doesn't end up with 11 wins. So doing yeah. the math, uh, Houston would have to go 8-0 from this point forward just to tie that. I don't think they're a team that's going to bail. But I would say if they lose a couple here, we're going to see okay. a test drive on, on what uh, Dante Foreman can do. I, but like I said, I think the worst-case situation for Miller is he's a very expensive third-down back which in the situations they're going to be playing in is going to still get him on the field plenty the rest okay, of the way. Fair enough. But, yeah, as far as the offseason, we've seen running backs that got a big contract two years later get kicked to the curb. So it wouldn't be a shocking development in any stretch. Yeah, and they do have a nice out after 2018. It would save them $14 million in cap and only cost them $2 million in dead cap. So, uh, But then again, the cap keeps going up, so a lot of teams seem to be caring less and less about that. All right, let's move on to wide receivers as we're, you know, 
<laughs> we've talked a lot already today. Uh-oh, we're hitting that 19-minute mark where fish gets We're cheery. hitting exactly the 19-minute <laughs> mark, like and we're halfway through the podcast. It. All right, John, who's your wide receiver? I'm going to go with Mohamed Sanu, and uh, as Jay is fond of saying, uh, it's a hunch, but our hunches always have something behind them, yeah. so it's not just a flat-out hunch. Um, and since returning from injury, Sanu has touchdowns in two straight. He's racked up 162 yards in three games. Here's my angle on, on why I have Mohamed Sanu ranked ahead of Julio Jones this week uh, in their matchup. Last year when Jones was a, a decoy, five targets against Green Bay and playing injured, Sanu had a game where he had 10 targets, nine catches, 84 yards, and a touchdown. Julio's played four times uh, of the six times when he's been listed as questionable. His average performance in those games, 4.3 catches, 60 yards, and zero touchdowns. He's already had two weeks this year where he was limited all week in practice, but he wasn't on the final injury report that he was going to play. When they put him on as questionable, they're serious. They, they honestly don't know if he's going to play or how well he's going to play, and the track record says if he's listed as questionable and plays, he is not the Julio Jones that you're paying for. So mm. I'm kind of leaning towards that being the Julio Jones we see this week. So I'm, I'm leaning towards uh, Mohamed Sanu being the number one receiver for the Falcons this week. And go back to those weeks that uh, Julio like was it. not designated as questionable but was limited all week in practice. Had a 3-for-30 game against Buffalo, a 6-for-72 against Miami. Obviously didn't score a touchdown since his first touchdown came just a couple weeks ago. I'm officially concerned about Julio this week, and I think the advantage is $4,600 on Mohamed Sanu. Don't pay for Julio. Go for Sanu. It's too much risk. Too much risk on Julio this week. Jay, who's your guy? Okay, well, I will do this quickly so I can give uh, my opponent, John Tuvey, plenty of time to rebut. <laughs> uh, uh, I have Travis Benjamin at 3,900. Now, if we were actually doing this for a Who podcast really and there was a I'm gun to my <laughs> head, I would do Juju Smith-Schuster at 5,900. But since in my own fanball cards this week, mm-hmm. I've got Big Ben, Le'Veon Bell, and Antonio Brown. So I had to make the budget cut somewhere. So right. I went for the cheap options, and it was either Cooper Cup with his good matchup or I went Travis Benjamin, okay? On paper, this makes no sense. The Jaguars lead the NFL in pass defense and scoring defense. Uh, but basically, I'm playing a strong hunch that Jacksonville's cornerback duo of Jalen Ramsey and A.J. Bowie will devote all their time and energy to Tyrell Williams, Mike Williams, and, of course, Keenan Allen, okay? Uh, his last game against the Patriots, five catches, nine targets, 64 yards, one score. He scored in back-to-back games of his last 23 games. Benjamin has collected seven or more targets eight different times. During that span, he has a catch target rate of 61%. Basically, in the four of the neighborhood of people of fanball wideouts in the 3,900 range, it's basically a wasteland, in my opinion. So the only best two options are Cooper Cup and Benjamin. So I will go with Benjamin. I have now given you time to rebut. The floor is yours. Jay, you ignorant slut. <laughs> oh, no, that's that's old SNL skit. Um, I think I, people get it, though. Yeah. As, yeah. as the writer of the, uh, the blurbs for the Chargers uh, this week, I, I could not find any angle to, to start one of their receivers. Secondary targets, uh, if you take targets two and three, um, are averaging a total of 41 yards per game against Jacksonville. They've given up one wide receiver touchdown, one game of more than 70 yards. Uh, I will concede that of the four receivers for – the Chargers this week. I think Benjamin has the be- will have the best fantasy numbers. Okay, but 
Uh, when you threw out the $3,900 price tag and talked about the wasteland, I, I said, I can come up with 10 guys lower than that. Now, I don't know if we've we got to cut it short. So I'm only going to come up with the first five, and I'm well, going to put them. because you could only think of five. I'm, oh, I'm, you, yo, you want to challenge you me to ten. You can only think of five. All right, ten it is. Taylor Gabriel's 3,900. Taylor Gabriel's one. Tavares King is two. Cole Beasley's three. Martavis Bryant is four. Corey Davis is five. Kenny Stills is six. Let's keep sliding down the list a little bit. Cur- is Curly suspended? He's the one that's suspended, yes. right? I'm guessing. I can't remember how many games it was. But yes, I get him my Curly suspended. and my Curse confused. So we're at six. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, let's go. Keelan Cole in that same game. So <laughs> seven. Um, is Benny Fowler playing? If Benny know. Fowler plays, he'd be eight. You know, anybody could just throw out names. You know, <laughs> I'm just going down the list. I think all of these guys will outperform Travis Benjamin this week. Ooh, it feels I, like a political election where <laughs> dead people are voting, and you're counting it. You know, like Terrence that. Williams is nine. I would have stopped at five, but you you threatened me, and uh, we'll go with the hometown favorite, Laquan Treadwell, ten. All right, there's my Boom. ten. I will write them down. We'll put them up on the board. Yes, please. I, I, I look forward I, I, to you I look showing forward up to this in a dress well. on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> dress on Monday. Awesome. All right, my guy is make dress? My uh, guy is the uh, like it's illogical that Robert Woods is $4700. He plays for okay, the team. <laughs> he plays for the team that has scored the most points per game this season against one of the worst pass defenses in the NFL. And Robert Woods leads the team in targets, receptions, and receiving yards so far this year. It, I know he's only scored twice, and they both were last week or whatever. <laughs> or, or, no, he scored three times. That's no, right. he scored twice. You're yeah, right. twice. Right. It is both. Yeah, yeah. both last week. Yeah. That's right. That big 106-yard day he did not score. Uh, the Thursday nighter against uh, the 49ers. He That's did correct. not score. That's right. So only two scores. But he's had at least 50 yards in six of his eight games and four more catches in five of his last six. He's just he's producing at every level, and he's the most consistent wide receiver they have. So Robert Woods, 4,700. He's getting targeted over six times per game. I don't understand this price with uh, this matchup. No, and if you wanted to uh... – to, to I mean, Sammy Watkins at fifty eight hundred is is still a, a a great deal. You talk about that secondary. All you need to do is watch him last week. Yeah, just the last the, two the, weeks. The total indifference against Ty Hilton uh, lying on the ground uh, as he got up and ran. Um, that's one of the reasons I'm super bullish on Watkins, even though he's not yeah. the number one receiver in in. Uh, Los Angeles last weekend did worry without Janoris Jenkins out. He did score a touchdown and get that big play, but yeah, I I think that big play is just heating up. And like I said, you saw how bad Houston's secondary was over the last two weeks. They've allowed five different wide receivers over 50 yards and three different wide receivers over 100 yards Well, when in two t- weeks. When Tyler Lockett and Paul Richardson are putting up 100-yard games on you, you know that maybe right. uh, things are going off the rails. Right. Let's move to tight ends. John, you, you teased him earlier. Let's talk about it. You know, If you've ever wondered what rock bottom is, no, it's not Jay's wide receiver selection. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's Garrett Selleck's price tag wow. this week. Wow, I'm gonna. I was running out of Christmas cards. I'm just gonna throw this away right now. Yeah. Um, a tight end price does not get any lower on Fanball than Garrett Selleck's three thousand uh, dollars. But when the Niners ruled out George Kittle. And I'm extremely disappointed because you see the stack of boxes next to my desk. I had all these T-shirts printed up, the the Cornfield Connection. Uh, And then after I had those printed, I came up with the Hawkeye hookup because it was going to be C.J. Brethard to George Kittle all day against the Giants. But 
now it's it's going to be C.J. Breathed to Garrett Selleck all day. The Giants have allowed at least one tight end touchdown in every single game this year. The streak stretch, stretches back to week 17 of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, the list of players it includes is long but hardly distinguished, including Witten, Ebron, Ertz, Brait, Howard, Henry, Hewerman, Graham, Higby. I think you add Garrett Selleck's name to that extensive list, Boom. and you do it for just $3,000. He's, he's no stranger to the end zone. He scored twice in the last six games when yeah. Vance McDonald got nicked up last year. He's getting year. snaps. He's getting snaps. He's getting played time. Basically, no kittle. you need a pulse against the Giants, and last we checked, Garrett Selleck has a pulse. Yes. Someday we'll find it. Cornfield <laughs> connection. Be- there's our commercial. Yeah. There's I'm probably so mad some, now. Uh, some rights involved there. But Jay, oh, who's your tight end? Cornfield. No, what we just did was satire. Yeah. Satire, oh, Scott. Come on. Just right. like the t-shirt you're wearing. That's satire. That's true. Okay. We mentioned what T-shirt I'm wearing more often on this show than anything. All well, right. you're always wearing the tie goat shirt. Well, I think one time it was Great Scott. That's true. And Great yeah. Scott. Okay, All I'll right. go real quick. You're the snappy then, dresser uh, in the I know, time's office. wasting. It's just simple. Eric Ebron for the Lions, 3,800. Uh, yeah, it's, it feels weird that I'm endorsing Eric Ebron for anything. <laughs> but keep in mind, Cleveland is dead last in catches allowed, uh, targets allowed, Bottom three in receiving touchdowns to tight ends allowed. Like, Darren Fells could easily do this. Michael Roberts could easily end up in the end zone. I just think Ebron's playing a but little better. But could Travis Benjamin? Now that Ebron hasn't been traded, where that, that, that was the big speculation, oh, weight has kind of been lifted off his shoulder because he knows he's signed mm-hmm. for next year unless they trade him, barring injury, yada, yada. I just think this is the perfect week. There's a reason why every tight end succeeds against the Browns. When Tyler Croft can carve you up, but then basically do nothing from that point forward, that tells me you have a tight end problem if you're Cleveland's defense. Let's use one of Jay's favorite stats. Uh, Over the last month prior to last week, Ebron had caught 8 of 24 targets. And and people were go- mocking him in Halloween yes. costumes as going yes. with the Ebron jersey and bricks as their hands. That's last funny. week, three catches on four targets. I know it's a small sample size, but I am totally on board with the Eric Ebron pick. I, I, I think maybe the, the corner yeah. has turned. This and is one of those plus, weird Let's keep in mind, that last three games, quarterback Matthew Stafford averaging 365 yards passing, 2.3 touchdowns, and that includes the game against Pittsburgh where they had zero touchdowns. Ooh. I, the, it's all set up for the Lions to not do Lions things and, and take this one home. Uh, their only that, their only potential Ooh. loss left on the schedule is Thursday against the Vikings. Two Thursdays, uh, th- Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Potential. I like uh, how you threw in potential because you, it's fait accompli in my mind. But that's fine. You you give yourself a hundred percent chance of being a fifty fifty bet. There we go. <laughs> I like, I like it. that. I like it. Hundred percent of the time. Speaking it, of the Vikings fish, what you got for us? Oh, sixty percent wow, of the time it works there. all the time. I'm going with Kyle Rudolph against the Washington Redskins. The Washington Redskins are allowing 80 yards per game to tight ends. Kyle Rudolph is averaging eight targets per game over the last four. And uh, the Redskins have also allowed eight tight ends over 45 yards or a touchdown. It's not all the two Zach Ertz games. <laughs> they, they, <laughs> it's not. Yes, they've allowed a lot of other a lot of other players to to really tear them up. Uh, so that's pretty quickly just a great matchup for a guy who's gained eight targets a game at tight end. Well, and you look at their fifty five thousand five thousand dollars. Their their overall pass defense numbers, and a lot of that is Josh Norman shutting down a wide receiver. Probably gets a lot of Stephon Diggs this week. That leaves Kyle Rudolph in the middle of the field because they don't flip sides with Norman. They don't mess yep. around with him. They're not going to throw him on the tight end. 
I know this isn't a wide receiver pod, but slot receivers are crushing the Redskins, so Adam Thielen might have a good yep. day. Middle of the field is going to be uh, he, open for, against uh, – For the time. The, the only the risk slot. there is that uh, the Redskins have the ball so little because every time Kirk Cousins drops back, drops back to pass with T.J. Clemmings protecting his blind side every single <laughs> – just Cha-ching. What's the single game record for sacks? I, I, I don't know. i, I got to believe that it's Griffin line. against Clemmings. Team or individual? Well, both, but individual would be. Individual is Derek Thomas, seven. Seven. In one game? Yeah, and he had David wow. Craig in his grasp for number eight. And, and it, this was the last play of the game, 1990. And Craig got away and ended up throwing the winning touchdown pass on that last play. Otherwise, wow. Thomas had him Thomas had him dead to rights for number eight and, oh. and couldn't like couldn't hold on. Unreal. Uh, um, I don't know if I was, man, seven, that's a lot. That's that, a lot. Yeah. But it's T.J. Clemmings. He's a he's just a turnstile. He's just – it's sad because he has talent. They just – they threw him to the wolves, and he's I'd not s- a tackle. Lots of lots of reasons why that one. I'd soft. say there's probably a 50% chance he does it, though. Either he does it or he doesn't. Yeah, 100% yeah. chance of it being a 50-50 yeah. situation. Yeah. All right. Yep. 60% of the time, it works every time. Yeah, either, either he does it or he doesn't. All right. Uh, <laughs> also, if you want to play in – SFB eight next year with no 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 not SFB eight SFB two K eighteen no come on I don't know two thousand entries next year if you want to play in the fishbowl next year you can go to (laughs) scottfishbowl.com see what it's all about analysts from every site at ESPN Yahoo NBC CBS all all of them fanball all of them fanball yes there's lots of fanball people too. Go to fanball.com backslash SFB and you can play to win a spot in that. And money. I mean, yeah. it's not just, not that yep. the, the real crown jewel isn't a spot in next year's fishbowl, but right. also cash. And our last thing on Sunday from 1130 to 1230 Eastern. Thank you. Mr. Jay Clemens saying to my right. Do you believe me? I wonder if the listeners believe me that Jay's actually to my right. We could move. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, saying to my right, Jay Clemens will be taking over the at Fanball account on Twitter and answering all your Twitter questions. So send him the hardest, longest 280 character no, questions I, I, that I, I, you could possibly right. think Jay, of. Jay gets opening weekend of 280. <laughs> if I have Congratulations. To, down to read your question, here's my done. roster. Uh, I will do everything <laughs> your, in my power to ignore you. I need 11 of these 14 players. <laughs> Give him all your list. I, I do find it funny. Like we, everyone, we all have our legions. Of people that follow us i i think i've trained i've been doing this for 10 years you would have think by now i would have trained people don't give me your entire lineup you know just pick pick something you, this is your team at the end of the day you take ownership like we give you advice how we would do it but the second we do it's out of our hands man it's that red balloon that's up that side of your hand it's out of our hands man it's totally in your power so try to keep the questions to a minimum i, I like uh, the way church does it at the end of the radio show where it's it one for one. down to your toughest no, two person the, decision how, i don't okay like i mean how I, does I, church I, get people to listen for two hours and then get to ask a five second question hey when you've been you doing know? it for 20 plus years you no know, you, you've got them well trained they they line up uh Halfway through Seneca's show, to just just to ask that question at the end of hour that's, two. That's insane. You, you, you know, it's a it's a testament to the people of Minnesota, but the people of Detroit or Atlanta would never that would never fly. Well, the people in, in Duluth had to listen to the coupon show for the first hour for several it's years. Duluth, so. all this time, I've been calling it Duluth. Because right. in, in Georgia, it's Duluth, Georgia, not Duluth. No, yep. We, we pronounce Duluth all here. the letters. Ah, okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. Good to know. Usually because it's so cold up there, it's Duluth. <laughs> not bad. <laughs> all right. Let's get on out of here. 
Thanks for listening once again for at J2V on Twitter, John Tuvey, and for J Clemens on Twitter, it's at MIN underscore J Clemens, and for me, at ScottFish24. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.